Wrestling fans, this is our Deep Six midweek mashup. We are coming off the heels of tonight's AEW show, and what a show that it was tonight. But first, Em, how are you doing, man? I'm awesome, man. Thank you for having me back. That was a great intro you got. I love it. Yes, um, I will give uh, 99.9% credit to Jay for that. He and did the other uh, 0.1% because I... Talk this into it. <laughs> and we got a run in. We have oh, Randy from Back Sports Page to join us tonight. How you doing, Randy? I got to tell you something. It was a nice, calm, cool, collective AEW performance tonight. I was waiting for uh, Emerino Rivera to do a run in during that Marco stunt match. But then I realized he wants nothing to do with the exalted one right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, you caught us just in time. We are getting right into it. Uh, we're going to first discuss the Darby Allen versus Cody Rhodes match first. We'll discuss the other match later on, so we won't talk about that one just yet, as that was the main event. But uh, tonight, Darby Allen versus Cody Rhodes. Rand, uh, M, uh, Randy, I don't know if you've uh, been following, but M basically called this, and uh, I give... Uh, I'm about 60% of the credit here, 40% to me, um, of calling this <laughs> tournament group. to the T so far. Yeah, man. We got it to the T here. I, I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, wow, we called this weeks ago. And uh, it went down exactly how we predicted, and it was a, it was a good match. And uh, it, it, truthfully, this, this whole tournament was a vehicle to, to lead us into Archer and, and Cody. So uh, I think they did a great match. I, I, it was kind of weird the way they ended it. It was a very physical match. And unique. But the ending was kind of, you know what? I didn't have a problem with it in the very beginning when I saw it. But if he would have hooked that leg, it would have looked just a little bit more convincing. I, I could be wrong. What do you think, Randy? I thought when I, the, the Cody Darby match, like all their matches so far have been show stealers. I, yeah. I, you know, we, every single time that Em and I would watch AEW together, at first, at first when I saw Darby, I wasn't sold on him. And he, when he went to the time limit draw the first time they met, uh, I believe that was at Fighter Fest. Uh, yeah. They basically, like, I was like, wow, they, Cody, Cody made this kid. Yeah. And every single time he's gotten better, and the crowd really got into it. And I think. WWE and Impact and ROH should take lessons on listening to the crowd reaction because Darby Allen was almost a basically unknown going into that first match with Cody. And now he's like, a, I think you have to say he's one of the top five most popular athletes in AEW right now. Definitely. I he, think they made him a star. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so, and when he had his match with Sammy at uh, Revolution, again, one of the biggest pops in the match. So, him having another opportunity with Cody tonight. It's, you're waiting for Darby to get that win. <laughs> you know, exactly. like, and that's, I, that's something that I, I brought up. Uh, I was talking to my son earlier, and he was upset that, that uh, Darby didn't win. And I, I, I noticed there's a, a way that they're booking it. It's kind of like New Japan-style booking where 
you keep losing and you just come up short. And then finally, when you get that win, it'll mean that much more. And I think that's what they're going for there. And that's yeah, the- but is that, is that going to be coming from a heel turn, though? Because if you don't want either one of them turning heel, like, I don't, no, I don't I think, think so. I, I don't think, see I that. Think- I see it as a, a friendly rivalry. I, I've seen it before in, in New Japan a lot, where um, one guy keeps going over another guy, and they're both baby faces. But it's about finally overcoming that hurdle and getting that win. And I think that's that's the route that they're going here. I don't think that any of them are going to turn a uh, uh, heel anytime soon. Well, I think I I think what they need to do is when Darby gets that win is getting that handshake from Cody to validate it. Exactly. And that's the thing is that he has to work up to that. And I think that they're, that's what they're building to, you know, that, that, that he's going to keep losing. He's going to keep coming up short. He's, he, he's about to get the win and uh, all Cody does is move to the side and he loses. And that builds frustration and, and determination. And it also hits a, a, a chord with, it strikes a chord with, with the audience, I think, because we'll want it that much more, you know, it's like we feel he had it in the grasp of, uh, of his hand, and it slipped right through his fingers. So then uh, we feel that. And uh, the frustration from the fans will grow. And finally, when he does beat Cody, it'll be that – it'll be monumental, you know? What did you guys think of the uh, trading of the uh, finishing moves tonight? Uh, I wasn't like, – I always – I'm still going by that old-school mentality that a finishing move should be a finishing move. And the more times people kick out of something, the, the – the less special it becomes. And you were in the ring. You know that, too. That's probably one of the things that's Wrestling 101. A finisher is a finisher. The more times people kick out of it, but it becomes less. It, it depends on how you kick out of it. If it's a high leverage match, I think that there's more leeway to kick out of it because you, you can always uh, count on that fighting spirit. Uh, I'll mention it again. I mean, a lot of these guys from AEW, uh, they, they were all in Japan and they saw how things are done over there. And admittedly, uh, the, the crowd buys into it over there a lot. So I think uh, kicking out, it, it, like you said, old school, uh, it's an old school mentality where a finisher should be a finisher. But I think that when you when the stakes are high enough, you should have that much more uh, will to kick out, you know, like you, you, you have that much more discipline. And I think that if done properly, you can do these multiple finishes, but don't do it every single match. Like you said, the finisher still has to be special. So you can't uh, go to the wall too many times. Yeah, we've seen the finishing move uh, being been diminished several times, especially on the WWE side. Yes. Seen it with Goldberg. We see it with Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. Yes. Oh God, with Roman, my God, yeah. Yeah, ad ad nauseum, you know. It's constant. Like my my attitude was, we're getting off a little off topic. uh, Which, by the way, is my show. You can catch that every Friday. Um, You, 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 uh, with Roman, like when when he would wrestle, you know, AJ. AJ would be hitting everything on him, and. Man, he would still kick out every single time. Yeah, I'm it, for him. it felt like you he was know. immortal. You know, it, it, no matter what you did, you could hit him with a Mack truck and he'd still kick out before the three count. And it was frustrating because that became unbelievable. You know, and that sucks you out of the of the moment when you know, listen, 
no matter what this guy does, he's not going to lose. I need that that element where I can believe maybe, maybe just now he, he might lose. We lose it completely uh, when, when you see him kick out of everything. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's true. And I, I think that comes to the point where what point do you stop believing in the, the wrestler and you start following the system? You know, start failing the system instead of the wrestler. And I think that's the one of the big. I think that's big, one of the biggest problems that WWE has with their product compared to AEW. They they formulate this plan, and it just seems it seems just to fall off a little bit. Yeah, it seems like uh, AEW has taken a lot of things, little things, uh, that other federations and other companies. Uh, that they do that works and they try to implement them and then not do the things that they don't work. I think Tony Khan said it a couple of times that he looks at a WCW that he he says, I have no problem using things that work there, but I'm going to leave out the things that destroyed it. So as long as he he continues that, that route, I think uh, AEW will do well. And they are borrowing a lot from, uh, from New Japan at the moment. Yeah, I think so. I, I think the WWE always seems to fail with that because remember, they're they're AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and places like that are wrestling companies. Whereas, you know, special analyst Charlie the Wonder Dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got an appearance by Charlie. That's awesome. Charlie is a huge Cody fan. He's a huge. You know why? Because Cody loves the dogs. Makes sense. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. So, uh, one of the things, though, you always have to remember with compared to AW and New Japan and other companies like that, they're a pro wrestling company that have TV contracts. WWE is an entertainment company. And this is something that we used to say about WCW, right? Back in the day. Yeah. WCW was a TV company that produced a wrestling television show. Whereas AW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, are wrestling companies yes. that are on network television. So they have to sort of in one way to alter their product, whereas WWE can set the tone for their product. So they're not going to focus on the wrestling fan. They're going to focus to the commercialized fan who's only going to watch that. You know, like you walk into their crowd, WWE crowd, you're going to have a 10-year-old kid sitting here, a 21-year-old college student sitting here, a 36-year-old father with his kid there. And then they have another set of grandparents over here. Whereas in AEW, you have hardcore wrestling fans. I think maybe about if an AEW crowd, eighty percent is hardcore wrestling fans. Twenty percent is the commercialized fan. So th- that's why you see a lot of things in WWE that doesn't really make a lot of sense from a pro wrestling standpoint, but from an entertainment standpoint, that's what they're aiming for. But it's so, still- <laughs> what is that? I said, but it still doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, it still doesn't make sense. But you know what, though? They're still making more money than the other guy. Yeah. Makes I mean, they've been around forever. So moving on, we got MJF uh, cut a promo tonight. <laughs> and what did you think of this? He's actually given a Long Islander, a typical Long Islander person, a bad impression. <laughs> I love it. And I like it. I love it. Dude. Like, uh, the moment he came out, I like, think that every Long Islander acts like this. That's what I was trying to tell you that last week. He's like, uh, it's one of your guys, Long Island. <laughs> hey, you know what? If he's really from Massapequa, it's only about a half hour from me. I'll probably exactly. run into him one of these days. Give him a piece of my mind. It's With cleaning it, up the best, cleaning it up the best way possible, 
he's giving the people who are like the last name Friedman a bad name. <laughs> and, and you know what? I know somebody by the name of Friedman. <laughs> and he's actually and, a good person. I don't understand exactly what I was saying. No, he but, gives my people a bad name. MJF is great, Matt, because the moment he came on, he said uh, that, that the, he, he recovered from death's door. All right? He was on death's door from the hangnail. And he comes back, and he gets better, and now the nail is the strongest in the world. Doctor's, doctor's words, he says. And then amazingly, he has another injury, and then he hurt himself really bad. He, he nicked himself shaving, and he has had the neck brace. <laughs> and he's going to continue So he's allowed to get there, and it's going to be great. You know, every, the guy is inventive, and he's, he's, he's entertaining. And even if you hate him, which is what he wants you to do. He still has yeah. that payment back. But so here, like, here's my my only issue with MJF in that situation is I think that there's more meat on the bone with the feud from Cody, and I feel like they went away from it. So I, I don't know. And I think we discussed this last week. Um, you and I. You and I, and I well, how many the, times do you? Yeah, how many times in the uh, back back in the day they went to the well many times with Triple H on the Rock. Exactly. You know, I think, so they got yeah. away from it, and Triple H would bounce to Mick Foley, then he'd bounce back to The Rock. It happened so many times. But you know what? I think I, I prefer that. I, I, I want to be a little I like a good slow burn. Yeah. I, I want to be hungry to see something because uh, I hate to bring it up again, but Randy, you brought it up a little while ago. The, the WWE, they, they do this where it's like if I'm in a feud with you, then you see that feud every single week. For three months straight, it's me and you. It's me and you in a tag match. It's me and you in triple threat. It's me and you. I run in on your match. It's constant. And, and that's why we get burnt out from these views. Now, if you let it simmer, if, if I fight you this month and then we back off, we go our own way, but later on we find each other again, those are the, those are the feuds that we buy. Yeah. Those are the feuds that we want to see. We can but stay hungry for it. But here's my only issue with it, guys. You did such a buildup with the ten lashes and the cage match and the everything that was leading into it, and then MGF screws him at the you know, and he gets the win at the pay per view. There's got to be that opportunity. You can't just move Cody on to another feud so quickly. You, I think there's you need to have that one return match and have like that rubber match, and then set up be able to have a rubber match down the line, have it tied up one to one. See, but that's just. I, I totally disagree with that because that is, this, that is the same scenario I just described with WWE because then we have that one-on-one and then it's one, uh, you know, they're, they're tied at one. This is what, this, that, that's that uh, 50-50 booking. It's like, I get, yeah. a win, I get a win. And then we do this for a couple of months. And that, we've seen it all and we're tired of it. And I think that if they stay away from that type of booking, they'll be all right. Because that type of booking is the stuff that frankly makes me turn off the channel and not watch WWE anymore. Yeah, no, listen, you're not wrong. Like, no, you're not. I, I, I think I think there's it's like like you said, you have to go with fifty fifty booking. But at the same time, like there's sometimes where you you know it's what's the old expression that Jericho used to say, you wanna leave them wanting more. But that's and what I, I think. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And you, yeah. want, you want, want you want more, even more. You got to leave them hungry. But but at the same time, and then you put Cody right in there with Archer, 
who Cody's like, well, I'm not even going to acknowledge Archer. But then you put this Jake the Snake Roberts thing in there, which, by the way, you find me someone else in right now in wrestling, not, not just WWE and AEW or anything else like that. Who does? Who can give a better promo when he's sober and straight than Jake the Snake Roberts? Exactly. Because he, oh my God, I'm watching. I'm sitting there going, like, remember? I I called you. Like, I think I called you. Uh, yeah. I think it was two weeks ago. I said I just watched this promo on Jake the, by Jake the Snake, and I'm just like mesmerized, going crazy. I'm telling you, the guy has to give the gab, and uh, this would have been a thousand times better if the whole virus didn't happen. If the virus didn't happen, I think that we'd be having a different conversation. We'd be more in agreement on how hot this angle is. At the moment, it's still good. I don't think it's, it, it hits uh, the level of where it probably would have gotten if all this didn't happen. No, I agree. And, I and also, at the same time, if there wasn't a coronavirus, we'd have a better idea who's over and who's not with the fans. Exactly. That's yeah. another point. Yeah, and look... I also th- I think I'm looking at that twofold. If it wasn't for the coronavirus situation we're going right now, I don't think WWE would have made a, well, a lot of these releases that they just made. And now you're going to see some of these faces show up in AEW. Not a lot. I think they're not going to be a, a they don't want to be a recast place for WWE. But I think maybe Rowan. I think what would join the Dark Order. I think maybe you're, you're going to see the revival there. They're they're signed, sealed, and delivered. Well, already. They already they already had a. Uh, 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 a sneak uh, peek on on BTE this week. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw that. I did see yeah. that actually. Yeah, but let's. Hold on. I'm sorry for all of our new audience out there. Which, by the way, for more of M opinions, don't forget to go to levelonegames.com. Um, <laughs> for, for all of you know, for that for that being said though, M was trying to get me to watch be the elite for a long time, and like the timing for me at that point in time was just not there. And now I'm like. It's Monday. <laughs> yeah, it's something to look forward to. Uh, you got you got uh, dark on Tuesday. You got dynamite on on Wednesday. Monday is a perfect day for a quick twenty minute episode of just backstage hijinks. <laughs> exactly right. But like one of the guys who I think will end up in AEW from the WWE releases will be Zack Ryder, uh, because Cody. No, oh, I think we lost him. Oh. Oh, there I am. There Sorry about that. I, I lost thought, you for a second. I, I thought I think you're going to see Zack Ryder show up because he and Cody are close. Um, I also think that um, you're going to see, of all people, believe it or not, I think you're going to see Rusev show up there. I can see that. I can I see Rusev. And, and he is the type of guy, just like uh, Jake Hager, who wasn't getting as much opportunity in WWE, I think when he shows up in AEW, he's, he can be a guy you can build some major story around and because he's a guy, a big guy who in a ring who can still go and he'll be able to really contribute. Uh, and I, Em and I have said this one many times. You need to have like one more main event guy there who has the experience, who's got name recognition to help build some of these younger guys who can really go in the ring. And Rusev is a guy who, who, who's going to be able to do it. I look at the rest of the list of guys that released. There's not a lot of guys that I picture AEW going after. I will say I've been watching a little bit more Impact, and that's for another show. But uh, some of those, I think, if you, some of those guys also go to Impact, it's going to make the wrestling industry very healthy to have three, three companies with quality entertainment. Well, two and a half because I don't consider WWE quality entertainment. Well, look, you know, you're discounting uh, right here, Ring of Honor. You got Ring, Ring of Honor. Honor. You got uh, New Japan. You got a lot of companies out there. You got Rev Pro in 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 uh, the UK. 
So there's a lot of places these guys can can land up. And this one's for you. We gotta uh, move on, move along here and talk about the rest of Dynamite. But um, we had we see uh, Warlow versus Musa with the win tonight. Squash match. We're gonna move on from there. Uh, the very next segment was the Bubbly Bunch, and they introduced the Manitoba Melee, and we saw some good cameos here. Uh, well, Vicky Guerrero, Vicky uh, Guerrero, Lou Ferrigno, uh, Silent Bob. Yeah, and Jay, they were there. <laughs> Let's talk about this for a second. Yeah, let's talk about this because I will tell you, like around this time, and um, I was a little surprised to get the invite to do the show tonight because I'm watching it, but I was going in and out, going between two different bedrooms. There's my uh, one, one of the little guys, the nine-year-old, loves watching AEW with me, mm-hmm. and he all of a sudden I'm in the six-year-old's room who's watching WWE on YouTube. I got here. I was trying to hear, Randy, you got to come in. I come in, and all of a sudden, there's Vicky Guerrero on TV. And I'm sitting there laughing because I saw the Bubbly Bunch thing. And I met, I texted him. I'm like, the Bubbly Bunch, huh? <laughs> yeah, the like, Bubbly Bunch is great. I mean, uh, the dogs. Very, exactly. I don't want so creative. And that, you can tell that's a Jericho thing, too. Yeah, and, it's, and that's the thing. And you hit it right on the head. It's creative. I thought uh, it was creative last week with the Flim Flam. I'm thinking to myself, there's no way they could top it this week. And here they go and immediately top it. Uh, so I give them credit for that, man. That, that that was great. It was very entertaining tonight, seeing that. Oh, and by the way, Chris Jericho was amazing on the ma- uh, on oh. the microphone the whole night. Yeah, it, yeah. Oh. That goes without saying. This is Jericho. He, he's he's on fire right now. God. Oh, absolutely. He's uh he's <laughs> the most over over name in wrestling right now, period. He really is. He's on a whole other level. Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc versus the best friends. Uh, we had a grudge match that's been developing over the past couple of weeks. That um, best friends yeah. with a big win here tonight. What'd you guys think? That match was exactly what I thought it was going to be, and I, I, I was actually kind of uh, nervous about because those I, I told you, Jimmy Havoc, that's his style of match, and uh, he, he's one of the guys that thrived in the whole hardcore scene. So some of those spots were hard to watch, man. Like uh, the chair oh, shot. Me. oh the my gosh, chair shot. I was like, like the chair, like, the chair sideways. Yeah, well, the, when he put the chairs like this, and he just slammed the uh, uh, what's his name? Um, God, I, I, I suck at, at names sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Hello, my name is. <laughs> how how is his name, uh, Randy? I believe Trent oh, Barreto took the bump. It was Trent, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was for yeah, Trent that took the bump. And he, he went <laughs> And that, that's such a hard bump to take on, on, on steel chairs, the edge of the steel chairs. And then the last bump was uh, uh, Havoc on the chair, wasn't yeah. it? That was, like, really painful to watch. But it was a very entertaining match. It was very uh, hard-fought. And uh, they did a good job to keep me engaged, considering I don't really – I'm not big on those type of matches. Uh, and uh, like Randy was just chanting, uh, Orange Cassidy is always entertaining when he when he's out. I expect give it to me. Give it to me. I, give I, it to me. <laughs> Come on, guys, gotta give me one. <laughs> I expected more from uh, Penelope, but she was great as usual. She was there. She took a bump. Have you driven a Ford lately? Really Have you did. driven a Ford lately? <laughs> Randy's gonna get sent. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so funny. Wait a minute. That's funny. 
I'm amused. <laughs> I, I can tell by the popcorn in his mouth. I'm amused. Yeah. Listen, I will tell you one thing about the uh, the best friends Orange Cassidy thing. It's great. There's, I think there's going to be a point. Not now, but there's going to be a point where the best friends are going to get a, like a little annoyed with Orange Cassidy because he's like the star of that trio sometimes, and they. Not now, but there's going to be that cast level of getting or pulling him away from them. And I think he helps that tag team right now get over more oh, with definitely. his with his mystique. But they're a great team. And uh, when the first time I saw I them, I looked at them. I breaking up anytime soon. They have a lot yeah. of legs under them. Oh, yeah. But I was saying eventually down the road they will. But I remember looking at M back during, uh, I think maybe it was Double or Nothing. And I said to him, I'm like, I don't get this whole best friend thing because the video is creepy and everything. And it really is. And that, it was a little weird, but, but, but you know what? They're a great team and it's fun. They're fun to watch. Um, especially with the uh, death triangle with, uh, with the yeah. Lucha brothers, the, so I, I can watch those, the, those two teams go all day. Um, AEW simply has the best tag team division in wrestling. I don't care. And that's one of the reasons I don't see them. Yeah. I'm not, I can't argue that. Yeah, because uh, this is where tag teams go to thrive. They they uh, they were Trent and and, and uh, Chucky. They were a tag team in Japan. Uh, they came over here as a tag team. I don't see them breaking up, but I do see Trent being one of their breakout stars eventually, and probably going singles yeah. eventually. But I don't see it anytime soon. I think that uh, th- this is where tag teams go to actually show what tag team wrestling is. I never thought I would really like tag team wrestling because I grew up on WWF and E, and uh, they, they they didn't really push tag team wrestling. I thought it was kind of boring. But seeing them now, seeing tag teams, uh, what tag team wrestling is supposed to be, yeah, I'm sold. I, I can watch these matches. Only I tune out. Well, I, you know, the other thing with that, too, is you said Trent's eventually a breakout star. We watched with your son, we watched him fight Pac. And mm-hmm. we were blown away. Just like, yeah. wow. In losing effort, he really shined. That There's was- talent there, I'm telling you. And like I said, I've seen some of this stuff in Japan. The guy is immensely talented. Like, I'm not a big fan of Chucky. That's why, if anything, I'm rooting for trying to move away from him. But uh, I don't see that happening. I, I think that the best friends gimmick, that, that thing is going to, like uh, Wayne just said, it's got legs under it, and it's going to be around for a while. Yeah, and also, too, one of the things with this whole uh, you know situation going on with the coronavirus and not really running like storylines right now, we haven't seen the tag team champions together since they stopped doing live shows. So You're right. Is, I've been wondering about that. We haven't they, seen Hangman in a while. Yeah. Yeah. He's I think Hangman is in what, uh, Virginia? He's he's in quarantine right now. He's in yeah. he's in a month and a half quarantine. So I mean, half the roster is uh, is under like you got guys in New York that can't leave. You got guys in uh in well, California. actually, technically, you can leave. They yeah. they're advising not to, but yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of guys in the state. So hey guys, it was it was fun doing a running, but I think the referee just threw me out. So <laughs> I got I got to head back to the locker room, Randy. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. And just a quick shout-out to you before you leave. Uh, For those of you guys that are watching or about to watch, or those who are listening on our Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play, uh, check out Randy Zellia's website, Back Sports page. Get all the news. You can get our podcast from there. 
interviews, uh, all the behind the scenes stuff, uh, best sports pages where it's at. And also, guys, don't forget level1games.com. You can't miss out. Level1games.com. Oh, we're going to talk about that tonight. <laughs> we, have, we, have, we, have, we need some video game suggestions. Randy, thank you so much for hopping on tonight. Guys, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. M, be good, brother Wayne. Always a good job. <laughs> Dude, take care. Later, guys. So moving on, shifting gears, we got Britt Baker. Oh, that was great. We I had her promo. Uh, she 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 gave us some tips. She yeah, she's telling she us um, not to wear glasses unless you're a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> she says to suck it in for the photos. Yep. Photoshops and filters are your friends. <laughs> and the teeth. Oh, if you don't have great teeth, don't smile. No, man, I shouldn't be smiling. And you know it's funny as she was giving all these tips, she's showing a picture of Tony Schiavone the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a great sport about it too. Like he he helps her. Did you hear the the Jericho uh, podcast with, with her on it? Yes, that was amazing. She Good gave record. all like the behind the scenes about her life, how she got into AEW, uh, her short time in uh, train with uh, trying to get into NXT. Yeah, uh, she talked about her practice. Um, yeah, it's a very good uh, podcast with uh, one of the Chris things, Jericho and uh, Britt Baker talk as Jericho. Yeah, one of the awesome. things that she said there was that Tony is great. She she considers her, him her tag team partner right now because she brings him into so many of her 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 talking points, you know, and the whole Starbucks thing and and, and the, tonight showing him and photoshopping him. Like she uses him as her punching bag, and it really works because he's so sympathetic. Like we we like Tony Schiavone, and and, and I know you're like me. We used to see uh, WCW. Uh, we used to watch it when we were younger. We we flip back and forth between Raw and, and Nitro, so we're used to Tony, and and we know him. We like him, so it it, 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 it he's that sympathetic character that she needs to rag on constantly, and it works. She's such a jerk. A role model. I'm impressed. I am too. And I, I, I've been saying it for a while. Don't sleep on her. You know, she, she has to find her legs. And uh, she's never been a heel before. She said that on the podcast. So she's going to need help and direction. But right now, she's getting into the groove of it. And I'm liking what I see. Hey, you know what? Uh, she's she's getting over. Yeah. She doesn't necessarily need a title right now. No, definitely not. Um, but it could happen eventually. Oh, eventually. I see um, it. I, I don't see it for a while just because you have a heel holding that title right now. You need to get exactly. that title um, well, uh, off of her um, and moved on to a face before you can get it to Brooke. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, before you get it to Britt Baker, unless Britt Baker turns face, and then they go in that direction. But exactly. um, I don't see her turn a face anytime soon. This is a fun character, and as she said it, it's the role model character that Jericho used to use uh that that she she's borrowing liberally from so uh a lot of people that that were comparing her to bailey recently she said look i'm not taking it from bailey nope didn't even know she was doing it like but it's totally different what i'm saying and what i'm doing brit's on a higher level than bailey in my opinion yeah i mean not not necessarily ring work but just um her promos yeah character But Bailey's ha- handcuffed right now. It's like you, you really can't do much unless they write it for you. 
in, in AEW. It's like you have a little more freedom. You sit there, you you have ideas, you, you talk them out, people help you with them. So I think uh, Britt is where she needs to be to, to flourish. Oh, absolutely. She, she's, she's hitting her stride right now. Definitely. And this has all been collaborated. This is, a lot of this is Tony Schiavone's idea. Yeah, Tony Schiavone. She goes to uh, Jericho for finishing touches. And that's how it should be, you know? That's how we get entertained. When they have great ideas, and they, they, they build upon them instead of just breaking them down and telling them to scrap. Sit there and help these guys. They're young. They're the future. You want them to succeed. And it's because of the older guys. You, you take them under your shoulder and go, hey, this is how it's done. This is exactly the, the right environment for her. And I'm, I'm glad she's there. It's beneficial. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we had Sean Spears versus Baron Black uh, in another squash match. Sean Spears gets the win here. Um, I, I love Jericho's commentary here. He talks about how he says he thinks he saw Baron Black at a death metal festival. Yeah. And then he says they were terrible. <laughs> yeah. Jericho's great. And, and, and it was kind of weird watching uh, Spears do all these moves. He, he, he did the he Jericho have the sharpshooter. Yeah, he and he wins by the sharpshooter. That that's what threw me off. I even texted you afterwards. I was a sharpshooter, really. Like I, I saw the uh, the Death Valley driver, and I thought it was over, but no, he he went for the submission uh, victory. Yeah, yeah they're trying to build Sean Spears. I can tell. I'm not yeah. too sure if it's really working right now, but um, they're trying. So Sean Spears with a big win tonight. Um, then we had uh, Brody Lee versus Marco oh. Stunt. That was painful to watch. Chris Jericho says this is a guy that has been locked in a cage for years now. He's talking about Brody Lee at this point. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now he's unleashed from the cage. And I, to me, he was referring to WWE. Yeah. And, uh, and then he makes reference that all of a sudden, you know, Brody Lee is out of act- captivity and has a group behind him now. Exactly. And, uh, I love the bumps that uh, the bumps that Marco Stunt took tonight. Oh my god! I, I like I said, we knew it last week. This was going to be decimation, and you gotta you gotta admire. Even if you don't like him, I, I personally like Marco. I didn't in the beginning. I give it to him, and, and anyone watching at home has to give it to him. These 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 matches were taped. I think one or two days, and he's taking these bumps. So think about it. He, he had to have at least three to four matches, and he's taking these in, insane bumps each match. And it looks like he, he's getting killed on each one. So hats off to you, Marco. Like, you did an amazing job. You you put him over, and you still had the heart to, to stay in there. But, God, it looked like he murdered you. It was just – it was hard for me to watch because, like I said, I, I I like Marco. He's a cool little dude. And uh, – he was just getting decimated, but we knew it was coming. The moment they said, yeah, this is coming next week, we knew what was going to happen. How tall do you think he is? Like 5'1"? Uh, I think he was like 5'1", yeah. He's very he's very short. He's not much past 5 foot. No, no, he's not, he's not that big. Like uh, He's got to be 5'1", 5'2", the most. I, I do believe it is 5'1". Uh, and like I said, you see him in, in the videos with uh, the video vlogs with with sammy and you get to you get to like the kid i mean he he's just like one of us he he likes anime he likes video games you know it's just a dude he's just a little, little shorter 
How about so, Marco Stunt taking that super kick from Berto Lee oh, during that match on the outside? It looked like he just, <laughs> that was great. It was like, please, please, it's enough. Just stay out of the ring. Phenomenal. Um, oh, and at the end of the match, after Brody Lee gets his win, the the ring announcer I noticed refers to him as Mister Brody Lee. Yeah, I think that's gonna be uh, something. He's gonna be a Vince McMahon type character, so it'll be interesting to see how they do that. You know, uh, incorporate the whole exalt, uh, exalted one and the Mister McMahon character into it. So we, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. And our main event. Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes. And give yourself a pat on the back. Because we called this. Word for word. We, we called this. Now, we give another possible scenario, which very well could have happened, uh, to do like a brother versus brother type of thing. But otherwise, we were pretty much sold on Archer and Cody Rhodes making the finals. Yep. So Archer uh, gets the win tonight. We see a little bit of blood from uh, Dustin Rhodes taking a uh, shot in the head from a chair yeah. that was delivered from Archer. Uh, another cool spot uh, was Dustin Rhodes hitting the code red on Archer. That was pretty cool. Was cool. Um, oh, how about Archer walking on the ropes straight across the ring into a moonsault? I've never seen him do that, and I've watched his stuff in Japan. I've never seen Archer do that. That was uh, impressive. And he might have done it in Japan. I have never seen it. That's uh, an 18-foot walk on a rope. Exactly. And he walked it, turned around, and did a moonsault. I mean, the moonsault for a guy that big, it's difficult. And it was hella impressive. That I, I, My jaw hit my chest when I saw that. I said, he's going to – he did a moonsault. And uh, that was like one of the coolest spots of the, of the match for me. And the fact that 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 Dustin was bleeding, we, we said it last week. We said it the week before. Uh, it's gotta, he's gotta decimate. He's gotta do something to hurt Cody's brother so that it makes it a little more. And the, the intensity gets ramped up. And we saw that. And, and unfortunately, uh, I, like uh, I've heard people that were complaining they'd rather have seen uh, the brothers go at it again. But like I said earlier in, in, in this uh, podcast that – And they could have gone that way too if they wanted yeah, to. They, they, they could have they done the swerve. We expected Archer, but we're going to give you the brothers again. The problem with that is that the whole tournament was a vehicle to get us to, to this point. And we, even though we knew it, we still sat there, and we and there was enough of 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 a thought in our minds that this could be a swerve, that it could go another way, and I, I, we all saw it, we all knew it, but like I say, keeping a, a little unpredictable, and, and there was just enough unpredictability there that we started to believe that hey, maybe it will, maybe it will be brother versus brother, and there there'll be a swerve because they're different, and uh, at the end of the day, I, I honestly have no. Qualms. I have no problems with uh, with Archer and Cody going at it because again, that is what this was designed to get us to, and I, I, I'm down with that. And and like I said, now it's personal. He hurt your brother, so now we're going live next week, and we will see what they do with it. You got to run with that ball now. Now it's going to ratchet it up, and people are going to want to see it. Yeah. Um, so uh, 
I purposely brought this up on our Monday night show episode one with uh <laughs> with Jay. Mm-hmm. Jay had a totally different prediction that didn't include Cody or Archer. Really? So I brought it up on the show as kind of a little bit of a rib. You know mm-hmm. how we how we got it right. Pats on the back. But um I mean the writing was on the wall. I mean it they really planted was. seeds um for the quarterfinal match. Mm-hmm. Uh they planted seeds for uh the semifinal match with Cody and um Darby Allen. You know how they had their little scuffle. Uh on the other side of the bracket, they planted the seeds for what we saw tonight, Dustin Rhodes versus Archer. Um so the writing was on the wall. Really um was. as to where uh, the wrestlers were going to end up in the bracket. Um, and we knew that they were building Cody versus Archer. Uh, we weren't sure how they were going to get there. But then once we saw this tournament with both these names in it on opposite sides yeah. of the bracket, I'm like, you know what? That tells me that they're going exactly. to Cody versus Archer and that they're finally going to settle their differences mm-hmm. in the finals for the TNT title. What, what I found interesting was that the, the fact is that because of the virus and uh, a lot of the uh, talent not being there, it was a small tournament. So, like I was saying earlier, that if, if, if the virus hadn't happened, maybe this would have played out a little different and we would have gotten a little more, a, a, a longer tournament with more people, more participants, different matchups. But that, that wasn't meant to be. We got what we got, and, and frankly, I'm happy with it. I I, I was invested in it. I, I think I still am. Uh, I'm looking forward to to the bad blood that's going to build within w- 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 between Cody and uh, Archer in the next couple of weeks. I think that they they could do they could go many ways with it, and as long as you keep attacking what Cody loves, I think that uh, that match will be more. Not just for the title, but but for redemption on Cody's part, and I think that's what they're going for. And uh, I think it'll be fun to watch. Okay, so let me ask you this: Do you still have Archer winning? I still have Archer winning. Me too. Me too. I, I don't. I don't yeah. see him taking a loss this soon. No, exactly. You you have to build him up. I mean, you're building him up like an unstoppable monster. Even Jericho is on, on commentary saying, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Jake the Snake. I'm going to get him on my side because if he's not on my side, then we got to try to take him out. So they're building him up to be this unstoppable monster. You can't have him lose to the, the baby face that fast. Cody can take the loss and... It'll do nothing to his reputation. He'll still be Cody. He'll still be uh, VP. He'll still be the guy that brought us AEW. Uh, and I think that the fans really love that about him, that, that he shows that passion for wrestling, parole wrestling. And uh, the, he he doesn't need this win, you know. We can see him win eventually. I think it's too soon to have him topple anybody. He has to like, – like, one of the things I always talk about to Randy about – is uh, the the face has to have the chase. They have to chase the title. They have to chase that victory. It's it, it's harder for a heel to. It's harder for a face to to constantly be on top. They need the chase to make them more intriguing to us. Uh, it's 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 better to watch. It 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 writes itself sometimes. Like so you don't have to put so much thought into the whole story if 
I'm chasing you and you're the bad guy and you're doing all these dastardly things to me and I'm trying to overcome. That in itself is a story. It's fundamental, it's fundamental and uh, everybody gets it. You don't have to really make it convoluted. Now, to be the champion and constantly be the champion and, and get like, – that's one of the things that's, that's happening with, with Becky Lynch right now because uh, she's the champion. She was great while she was chasing the title. Now that she has the title, the, the stories, they aren't there, and the intensity just isn't there, and the stories don't resonate as much. So I think that when Cody does win it, hopefully uh, it, it, he wins it and loses it fairly quickly. Uh, one one thing I, I used to want to be a writer when I was younger. One of the things that I learned was um, happy endings. Uh, anytime you write something happy, keep it brief because happiness overstays its welcome. Every story has to have uh, drama. Every story has to have something to overcome any friction or or, or uh, conflict. The moment you're happy you eliminate everything that makes a good story. So every time you have a happy ending or you have a happy uh, turnabout, it has to be brief. Uh, one example was uh, in this, I don't know if you saw it, um, Wrestle Kingdom, the last one, 14. Did I did not see it yet. You haven't, I, I hate to do this, but I have to spoil it a little. The point is, he, he go for it. I probably heard it already. All right. So, so Naito wins both titles. This was a two-night event. He wrestled on both nights. He won the Intercontinental. He won the, the, the heavyweight. He celebrated. All right, this is the guy who, who's taken seven years to get to this point. He celebrated and immediately was taken down by Kenta. And you know what happened in that room while we were watching it? We were watching it in the store. They were pissed. My son was angry he was like that that's messed up they should have let him they should have let him celebrate and live it he didn't get it though it made it that much more intriguing the moment that he celebrated has to be brief there has to be conflict to 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 bring us to the next chapter and wrestle kingdom went off air with kenta sitting on naito's chest all right that that's how you write it because now I'm going to watch the next one because I want to see Naito overcome that conflict. How dare he spoil Naito's time? And and that's what has to happen with Cody. Right now it's too early for him to win anything. It was the right move for MJF to beat him. It was the right move for Jericho to beat him. He has to take the losses. He has to, there has to be a chase. And the moment that he does get to it, we can all celebrate for him, but it has to be brief. He cannot celebrate too much. There has to be, it has to move on. There has to be more conflict. Awesome, awesome. Moving on. Let's we'll switch gears here for a second. Talk a little WWE. All right. Um, somebody brought it to my attention. I looked it up. There's some rumors swirling about WWE possibly being sold. I saw um, that. Quite possibly by uh, ESPN. Or Disney. Fox, which Disney, yeah, is uh, basically owns ESPN and Fox. So yeah, there you go. Um, so this was interesting news. Um, it could all be rumors. It, it could be, but it's you no know, WWE is working with Fox. Yeah. They have a little bit of a relationship with ESPN. 
especially now that ESPN aired a couple of WrestleManias. Mm-hmm. Um, I think ESPN's been testing things out with WWE as far as that goes. Never in our lifetime did we see wrestling on ESPN. Who would have not, not, not WWE. Um, you know, we see Fox in the mix. I've heard people going on saying, don't be surprised if WrestleMania is on Fox within a few years. Fox 5, like Super Bowl is. Um, so what are your thoughts? It's a weird time in wrestling, and uh, Vince has been making a lot of weird moves. Uh, he's even getting uh, he's, he's getting sued by his uh, investors. His shareholders are suing him. Uh, I think that was the third lawsuit uh recently filed against him uh the other one being the uh xfl commissioner and i forgot the 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 first one might have been his shareholders as well uh so it is weird uh because from from what i'm looking at and what i'm reading it looks plausible i've heard rumblings that uh they wanted to sell the network uh that they wanted us to uh not get the the pay-per-views on the network anymore they wanted to go back to the whole you know, pay sixty dollars to see uh, the pay- the pay per view every month. So I've heard a lot of these rumors, and, and they haven't been dying. And uh, if anything, they've been ramping up lately. And this one was new. I think it came out today, didn't it? Uh, about WWE getting uh, sold. I believe it might have been today or yesterday. Um, there's been some articles a couple of uh, a couple hours ago with uh, speculations about the possibility of WWE being sold. Just with yeah. everything going on right now, um, it's still kind of a long shot that it's it might happen this year. But I think but they're talking. They, they, some they're some, some websites were even saying uh, something could happen around mid-May, which is only yeah. three weeks away. Yeah. yeah. Mid-May is, yeah, two, two, three weeks. Yeah. So there's chatter, and and I think uh, – there's something going on, whether it, whether it's uh, they're selling the WWE or they're selling rights to the pay-per-views, which I also heard at, at some point that they were trying to do. Uh, but there's something going on. There's some chatter, and it's hard to ignore at this point. I wonder what's going to happen with the roles of Triple H, uh, that of Stephanie McMahon, um, you know, Paul Heyman basically writing Raw, which has been doing an awesome job, was pictured on SmackDown which still needs work. But I wonder what's going to happen with those roles uh, if, the, if the company gets old. And that's what I was wondering. I think uh, if, I'm, if I'm correct, um, what they would normally do in a situation like that is write a contract saying that they would be in that position for X amount of years. I think that's that's plausible saying, hey, listen, we, we sell it to you, but uh, the, these are the guys that, that will run it for, um, let's say, 10 years. Uh, it'll be like a 10-year contract. There are those types of stipulations to my knowledge, but again, I'm not a lawyer, so this is just a hearsay on my part. And uh, but I, I I can't see either Triple H or, or one of the McMahon's having anything to do with, with WWE. That, that to me that's inconceivable because the they they are WWE at this point. Even though I don't like the product and I don't like the direction of it uh, of where it's heading, I think uh, they're going more with the cinematic. Um, matches and i don't i i fear that that's for now for now yeah but i i I fear that it's not going to stop and uh with the whole entertainment aspect they don't like wrestling i think randy touched on that earlier they're more entertainment based and i think that uh 
Like, w- well, we I'm won't... not too sure if that's true of Triple H and Shawn Michaels. I mean, just look at well, the no. NXT side of things. Yeah. No, but but overall, like the WWE itself is more entertainment based. So you got guys like Triple H and Shawn Michaels. They love wrestling. They love pro wrestling, and that's why we see NXT. But we're also seeing NXT slowly shift. And I think because now it's be, it's being considered a third brand. It's not something that's that's on the fringe, you know. Like it, it, to me, I always liked that NXT because it, it didn't feel like I was watching WWE. And I think like little by little, they're polishing it up to the point where it's gonna be just like SmackDown or Raw. Now, it, I, hope, I hope not. We're nowhere near that point by any means, but I hope it we're doesn't not go there. that way. Even even having Charlotte there, you know, it's like to me that was that was like, all right, here we go. You know, this is the turning point. So this is something that that me personally, I, I lament every time because I really like NXT, and uh, to see it go go away and kind of turn into something else, turn into the. Uh, a t- prototypical WWE product is is my worst fear, and 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 I complain about it constantly. If you haven't noticed that, that's my fear. Um, but I, I'm afraid of the whole cinematic stuff. The moment that we praise is the moment that we'll have it more often, guaranteed. Oh man, yeah, you know what? You may very well be right. So so why do you why do you think uh, Vince McMahon would uh, want to sell it? In, rather, instead, rather just pass it down and settle while Triple H and Stephanie, which I think he should do, keep Pers- it in the family. Personally, I don't think he's going to sell it. I think that there's chatter, but chatter doesn't mean certainty. So maybe somebody made him an offer, and you know, there's ears everywhere. They hear an offer, they they, they figure it's a it's a done deal. I don't think that he's going to sell it. I mean, the dude has an ego, and. Uh, like I said a couple, uh, I think either last week or the week before, WWE is a bubble. Vince doesn't exist outside that bubble. So I don't see him giving up his world or his universe. Uh, what I what I think is more likely is that they're probably going to sell the rights to the pay-per-views. I think that, or even the big four pay-per-views, maybe that'll be the thing where we have to pay for SummerSlam, Survivor Series, uh, Royal Rumble, and uh, WrestleMania. Every year. Well, that probably won't hurt me too much as a fan because I'm usually at one of the big four pay-per-views every year, especially WrestleMania. But, I mean, I I might be able to live with that. But 12 months a year? Yeah, if it's 12 months a year. The way WWE's been, I have better things to do with my money. Exactly. And and that's what I think that if that's the way they're going for 12 pay-per-views a year – it's insane to think that any of us would, would sit there and waste $60 per month, you know, and, uh, and half it, the time it would, it would go back to the old school. Me and my buddies, and we still do, we get around, uh, the living room, watch yeah, TV, we all four or five of us. Mm-hmm. We all, we all chipped in. We did we it for, all- we did it for almost 20 years up until they came out with the network. Yeah. So- the network kind of killed that, that aspect. And I think that, McMahon is trying. He saw that it it, it changed the uh, pay per view model, but I think it, it it was pretty good for us the fans. But I think that he's probably trying to 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 lease it out or or, or you know sell the rights to it. That that's per- my my take on it. I don't think he's going to give up the WWE. I, I just don't see that. I hope not. I mean, you know, when you think WWE, you just think McMahon and. Um, yeah, obviously, if he does sell it, he's doing it for the money. Yeah, 
But I mean, how much well, money? Do I you would need? like to see him just pass a right down to Triple H and Stephanie. Just take some of your money, retire, get out the way, mm-hmm. and let the next generation start running things. And honestly, and I possibly think the have better shows. Exactly. I, I honestly think, and I, I'm, I'm sure I'm in the majority on, on this, is that the moment that Vince steps away is the moment that a lot of the restrictions and a lot of the things that plague WWE will, will subside. I think it'll become more, uh, it'll be watchable. It'll be intriguing again. We'll see more pro wrestling. Uh, at least that's my hope, the, the whole pro wrestling part of it. But um, I think that Triple H, he, he's a purist, and he doesn't want to see it become theater, you know? Doesn't want to see it become performance art. This is this is pro wrestling. Let's not make more of it. This is what it is, you know. So I think uh, it will be in good hands if Triple H has it. But you also have to have business people, and uh, he he fired the the last two. Uh, what was it? The presidents of the company not too long ago. Yes, that was a full out firing. Yeah, that, that was a big uh, issue, and they were the, the 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 minds behind the network showing the pay per views. You know, basically not for free because we're still paying for it, but as an incentive to get on the network, we got the pay per views along with it, uh, and we we got what WrestleMania that first year in 2014, I believe, um, and that was a trial run. Exactly, and it worked. I mean, people people bought into it. And uh, McMahon was never a fan of that from, from what I've read. And I think that had a lot to do with it. So if it's true that he is trying to lease uh, the, the, the rights out to, to for maybe ESPN or somebody else to run the pay-per-views and they have the rights to it, uh, then you don't want those guys at the head of your company. So I, I think where there's smoke, there's fire. And if you look at if you start co- connecting the dots, uh, firing them, with no, he he's he didn't give a, a reason. It was just like you gotta go, and then yeah. all this chatter about selling that maybe it's more about the pay per views and not the company itself. Well, and uh, you definitely bring up a good point. Um, I guess we'll see how this unfolds over the next couple months. Or a couple weeks, just, to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I just found it interesting how all this chatter came about. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. Um, moving on uh, in closing M so you're the owner of level one games out in Wayne, New Jersey or Pompton, New Jersey Pompton Plains. Plains. Okay. So in your opinion, what are some good video games for families to play? Um, or maybe for somebody who's, uh, you know, between the ages of 18 and 49, uh, that, demographic uh what, what are some video game recommendations you have well the the last couple of big titles that that came out before we were uh forced to close um there was doom eternal uh, i spent a lot of time on that one uh it was amazing i mean i played it for so many hours looking for for all the secrets and killing demons all night and I had dreams about it when I went to sleep. That's how much I played it. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that one. It was it was gruesome. If you like the old Dooms, you, you'll love this one. If you like the 2016 Doom, then this is a continuation of that. It brings hell to Earth. You uh, visit Mars again. You go you go into what they deem is 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 the 
the quintessential heaven and you fight demons there and it's just off the wall insane and uh, like the 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 you you fight huge demons i mean like they're they're the the last boss is the size of a building so that one kept me busy and uh I had a lot of fun playing that one. Uh, then we had uh, Resident Evil 3, the remake, come out. I didn't get my hands on that one, but I heard good things. Uh, the, the graphics, again, are, are pretty good. Um, I don't think it holds up to the old uh, Resident Evil 3, but if you're looking to pass time, especially during this time where we're not doing much, Resident Evil 3 is a nice uh, distraction. Uh, then you, you, of course, on the on the switch, you have Animal Crossing, which is the ultimate time waster. It's a cross between Sims and all those other uh, games that are, are in that genre, but cutesy because, you know, of course, it's Nintendo. And uh, even I didn't think I would like uh, Animal Crossing back in, in 2002 or 2003 when it first came out. And I spent an uh, inordinate amount of time uh, going fishing and collecting seashells to pay off my house. It was uh, ri ridiculous fun, but it, it, it was fun at the end of the day. A great time waster, and everybody's having fun with, with that. Uh, we, we can't keep the Switch in stock because of that game. Everyone's trying to get their hands on the Switch and wow. Animal Crossing. So that th those are your big three right now. I think, and then uh, in um, about a month's time, we're we're gonna get hit June, and uh, Last of Us Two will be out. Uh, considering that it, it, I believe it was a, a virus or or some type of contamination, uh, I'm still playing through the first one, so it, it, it's like a survive a hard game and very good. Uh, if you haven't played part one, now's the time to pick up part one and prepare for part two. That's PlayStation Four. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, oh, another game I've been uh, playing is Call of Duty. Um, I've uh, gotten more yeah. into that. Uh, Warzone is great. Love Warzone. It's uh, free download for um, everybody. Uh, on the Xbox side, you have to have a gold membership. On the PS4 side, you don't have to have a membership. Um, but yeah. Um, there's a, a couple cool matchups there. Um, this weekend they were running free multiplayer on uh, the PS4 side. Um, then last night I was I was glued uh, to uh, playing Uno. I was glued to the TV. It was a very very addicting game. Five it bucks, really is five bucks, and yeah, it, it's not like it's like the traditional um, Uno game. But there's some other other uh, cool rules and stuff with swiping hands, stealing other people's cards, uh, rotating um, hands, um, and what have you. Um, so that was a really fun game. I was playing with the Living the Gimmick podcast team uh, yesterday at the Patreons, and uh, that was great. I was up till like one in the morning, from eight o'clock till almost one in the morning playing Uno. It was it was fantastic. Yeah, that game is very addicting. Uh, a lot of the uh, Hasbro games are, are, are for download as well on PlayStation 4 and, and the Xbox. So if people have like smaller children, I would go that route, uh, especially if you don't live with your children. Like like myself, I don't live with my, my kids. Uh, we can go online and we can play these games together, you know, if, instead of just on a board game in the house. 
together because obviously in this climate we, we really can't uh, move around too much. So it's nice to be able to connect online and play these family friendly games with them. I mean, absolutely. One, yeah, one one of my kids is uh, he's not even a kid anymore. He's, he's uh, twenty three, so I, I can't really talk uh, about him. But uh, even Halo, I think um, that was the last game I, I played with him and his friends and my friends, and we were just all laughing and killing each other and cursing at each other and just like you killed me. I, I won that last game. Like they, they slept on me because I'm getting old, and all, all my kids are getting better at video games than me. That's how I know I'm old. So uh, they they whipped me the whole night, and I was like, ah, oh, one more match, one more match. And they were like, man, we gotta go to sleep. And I'm like, ah, oh, one more. And then I won. I was like, all right, I gotta go to sleep. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I remember when I was a little kid. I I remember telling my sister, I'm gonna be playing video games for the rest of my life. Yeah. Sure enough, 30 years later, I'm still playing video games. There's nothing like it. I mean, I love it. Yeah. I, love it. Playing, so I think uh, I started with the Atari, and here I am with my Xbox One X, and I'm like, yeah, man, I got to get some gaming in tonight. Now, I'm not a huge multiplayer fan anymore. I, I've slowed down on the multiplayer side. I think at a time like this, to be able to still connect with people now is like the best time Dude, to be a multiplayer. Happy. Yeah. But I do play a couple of multiplayer games. Like I've been playing uh, State of Decay 2. I've been playing Division 2. Uh, these games where we're, we're playing cooperative against zombies and they're, they're, you know we're trying to stay alive, things like that. I haven't, like I said, the, the last game we played was Halo. That was uh, competitive. Uh, I've always loved Halo. That That's like, I, I used to read the books and, and I would get really into the, the whole story of, of Halo. Uh, but I, I've slowed down, like I said. Uh, I, and most of the time, when the, when the store's open, I barely get to play video games at all. So do what you love, and you, you lose a little bit of what you love at the same time. Sorry about that if you guys heard a ring in the background. Um, oh, yeah. Um, see, I, I liked ha- uh, Halo. I liked the layout, but I felt like the gameplay was a little slow as far as navigating around the board in the very beginning duty was much quicker very fast very fast paced and that was funny because that's the one thing i didn't like about call of duty the whole it it, it goes a mile a minute Uh, i i preferred the whole uh, methodical halo thing but uh when we got up to Halo 5, it, it really ramped up its speed. Halo 4 and Halo 5 became more like Call of Duty, and I think that's why I kind of dropped back from it. I, I was I was always into the, the older Halos uh, for their gameplay. So as soon as they, they went the route of Call of Duty is when I kind of stopped playing it. So if you like Call of Duty, play some of the newer Halo games. They're very similar. Uh, there's another game that looks really cool, but again, they make it uh, very difficult to get kills, um, and it's not as quick uh, of a gameplay. It's somewhere in the middle between Halo and Call of Duty, but uh, same concept. Apex is the same concept that Call of Duty is running with Warzone. Um, like Again, great layout. The boards look great, uh, but a slower, slower gameplay. Mm-hmm. Wasn't too fan. I, I like to be able to move around quick, back and yeah. forth, hide, whatever I got to do. Another yeah. uh, game I busted out was FIFA today. Finally downloaded it. I got my butt kicked online twice, nine nothing, and I lost two nothing in the second game. So I got some work to do. 
listen, there's one game you got to get. You got to get good at it so me and you can play online. And that's the, uh, the MLB The Show game. That is a game of skill. <laughs> so let me guess. You're going to be the Yankees and I'm going to be the Red Sox, huh? Of course. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I also have Tomb Raider on the way. It's coming yes. in It's coming in the mail on Friday. The first one? Uh, no, the one that just came out, Shadows. Oh, Shadows. You had to play the first one first. Which one's the first one? I'll grab that too. It's uh, just Tomb Raider. There's Tomb Raider, then um, Rise of the Tomb Raider. That, that happens like in the Himalayas or somewhere where there's a lot of ice. I don't remember. And then this one is Shadow of Tomb Raider that I'm playing. Uh, I'm almost done with it. And uh, that one takes place in uh, South America. You're going to Peru. You're in the jungle. It's really cool. So what you're telling me is uh, one game goes right into another as far as storyline goes? It doesn't go into another, but you see her become Tomb Raider. You know, like you, you, you see her in the very beginning of the first game. She's just this girl. You know, her father died. She's looking for a friend. You're on like a Asian island. I forgot where it was. I think it was Japan or somewhere near Japan. Uh, some, so you see a lot of the ruins of like um, – like the Pacific uh, War, and uh, you know, you go through there, and like uh, you, you see like some of the death scenes are very graphic. Like every time she, she, like a boulder will just drop on her, and she'll die. Uh, but you slowly see her become this, this, this heroine that we know as Lara Croft. So little by little, she becomes that, and then you have the second game, uh, and that one was really cool. And it's, it's a lot of, like, ice caves and, and things like that. And then you go through that one, and you see her mature a little more. And now you've gotten to the point where it's like all hell's breaking loose, you know. The, the, there's tsunamis and earthquakes, and the, 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 the sun is dying. And, you know, and she finally goes, yeah, the only person that can stop is me. You know, it's like, so you see her, you, you see the progression of her character, to, to finally becoming the Lyra Croft that we all knew in the in the previous games. So I thought that was like pretty cool. You'll have to message me the uh list of games. Definitely. Uh, the the uh the last three games I need to get. Yeah, because uh you you ordered uh Shadow, that's the third one. So it'll be Tomb Raider and Rise of Tomb Raider. Alright. Well those are our video game suggestions, folks. So you don't have much time if you if i'm sorry let me take that back if you have a lot of time in your hands check out those games M certainly won't lead you the wrong way um i won't either but uh, anyhow guys i just wanted to uh thank you for uh, viewing us if you if you like our shows be sure to give us a like and a subscribe and if you don't like us that's fine too but I'm pretty sure that you know wrestling fans that you're friends with. So make sure you um, share share, share our content with them and have them check us out. Anyway, Em, thank you so much for uh, coming on. Again, Wayne, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. It's uh, always a pleasure. And uh, somehow we will rekindle that Yankee-Red Sox rivalry this year. Even if it's on Xbox. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. Alrighty, everybody. You guys have a great night. And uh, we will be back on this Monday after Monday Night Raw. Have a good night.